Hi, and welcome back to another Tap Talks HR podcast. This time I'm joined by two guests from the Ministry of Justice, Karen Nataro and Ruth Patel. Hi, Karen. Hi, Ruth. Hi, Anthony. So remind me of the department you work in, because it's a bit of a title, isn't it? Yes, so we work in the Employee Lifecycle and Strategic Insight Team, uh, which is part of the Workforce Insight Planning and Research Team in the Ministry of Justice People Group. And now the listeners know why I asked you to do that rather than me. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we're here today to talk about the MOJ's Engagement Champions Network. So it's a really interesting network. I know we've spoken about this before today, but can you start by giving me an overview of the MOG, its role around engagement, and why and how you set up the network? Okay, so the MOG was formed back in 2007, uh, and it was made up of sort of smaller departments, so the former Department of Constitutional Affairs and the Home Office. Uh, and we're kind of responsible for courts and tribunals, prisons and probation. Uh, we also administer legal aid uh, and criminal injuries compensation and power of attorneys. Uh, Uh, We employ about 80,000 people, of which 70,000 are actually in courts, tribunals, prisons and probation. Uh, And our people actually do deal with people at some of the most difficult times in their lives, so we really need them to be engaged. So within about a year or so of forming the department, we started to really focus on employee engagement. We recognised how this could benefit our our cohesion and performance as an organisation. And we were really inspired by David McLeod and Anita Clark's 2008 report, Engaging for Success. So we focused on the four key enablers of engagement, that if an organisation, whether public, private or or sort of third sector, had these, then they would have a more engaged workforce. So that's kind of the strategic narrative, where where the organisation's come from, where it is now and where it's going to, uh, that the organisation has engaging managers, so people that can coach and stretch their people, that it has employee voice, so that ensures all the voices are heard and is actually an informed one, and organisational integrity, so that's the, the value of the organisation are reflected in day-to-day behaviours and not just the posters that are are on a wall. Uh, And even though this research is sort of 10 years old, it is still relevant. Uh, I mean, as part of the Insight team uh, and and research that we do, we've been working with a company called People Lab and they've kind of identified that that now there's actually a fifth enabler, which is our employee involvement, which sits alongside employee voice. So for us to build engagement and, and embed these enablers in the MOJ, we recognised we could only do this if we had our people on board. So uh, we formed a team to set up a network of engagement champions who we could share this latest thinking with uh, and work with to really promote engagement at a at local level. Yeah, I mean, so so linking back to that um, second key enabler that Karen mentioned, so engaging managers. We know um, engaging managers and engaging leaders are absolutely vital. But to make a real impact with um, embedding engagement, we know we need to go down, um, go beyond like top-down messages. So like, you know, people on the ground, they actually really have the power to make a difference um, by interacting with their teams, listening into each other and making work a much more positive um, and productive place to be. So we wanted to actually connect with the people out there on the ground, kind of um, um, working on the floor, working on the wings, working in the courts. Um, and like people who are passionate um, about engagement and, and kind of no matter what role they're in, no matter where they work, um, and by working together in a network with them, listening to and learning from each other, like it really gives us that collective voice to make change happen. So the network itself was formally launched on the 3rd of September 2008, uh, an event called Starting a Chain Reaction, and yes, we did play Diana Ross, uh, <laughs> Chain Reaction, uh, which invited together kind of engagement leads, HRBPs, and those with a vested interest in engagement. So the event finished with kind of a call to action really so those 
those people were asked to go out into the operational parts of the business to identify engagement champions. So these were people who would be advocates or, or role models of engagement who could be developed to gain a greater understanding of what engagement is and enable change to be managed better across the whole MOJ family. Mm -hmm. So over the following years we've run development events and annual champions days to bring the network together but um, the, the network really grew and um, to the point where there's a, a thousand plus champions um, so it's actually just becoming too big to have one one annual event so we moved to more kind of regional um, structure so we'd host regional events bring people together in hubs um, so that approach was taken to enable um, champions to actually build their connections more locally yeah, that's fantastic and, and I love the fact that this has been going was it September 2008 you started mm, yeah. um, so so it, it, because too often we do these fads with engagement where you start something and we change it in two or three years time but it's nice to see something that started well and it's grown over the 11 years um, to have what a thousand employee champions and I love the fact you use McLeod's and Clark's Engage for Success stuff right from the start. September 2008 wasn't that a month after the great crash? In, <laughs> that was a great start to start it, engagement. It, it really was but maybe that was the best time to actually yeah, start it. But yeah. I'm just thinking that actually to have something that survived from then an, mm -hmm. an engagement that shows the, the power of what you guys are doing so that's fantastic. So that's um, a, give us an idea where the network came from. Can you give us an, an idea how does the organisation actually benefit from having the network? So the network, it, it, for us it provides a bridge between our people, our strategy and the data we have about engagement and employee experience. So it enables us to share our expertise on engagement and align their approaches with what we're trying to achieve as an organisation. Um, but through it we develop our people, showing them why engagement is important, using our data and knowledge on what engagement and employee experience looks like in the MOJ and how it can strengthen and support champions to build engagement and connect with their teams. But I mean, not only is it really good to kind of align people with what we're doing, it's also a really good mechanism to gain insight from them. So we're not only sharing our findings and our thinking with them, but we learn about what's important to them and what's important to our people, their colleagues, find out what their challenges are on the ground, their day-to-day -day work, find out what motivates them, what their pains and gains are. We can then feed that into our wider people group, so um, our colleagues working on other people programs, they can use that insight to make sure the programs are meeting what they need, but we can also use that insight to further shape our strategy. Um, with, with the Champions Network, so really it goes full cycle. Yeah, so the organisation does sort of really benefit from being able to develop an approach that brings all the different parts of the organisation together, so people in prisons and courts or those working in legal aid or out some of the other sort of small, smaller agencies, with the people on the ground really being the advocates for sort of striving, driving and creating more good days at work. And that's, I really like the idea that it goes local, because I think um, it, it translates a, a, a central message into something that, that relates to the diverse workforce that you have. And uh, mm -hmm. by diverse, it's not about the demographics of the people, it's actually where they work. You mm -hmm. have such, to have courts and prisons inside the same area is, is like fascinating yeah. from my point of view. And I, and I like the way it links back to that fifth area we're talking about from the Engage for Success model, which is the employee involvement by actually by talking to people, you're actually getting things back as well. So that's fantastic. Um, so, okay, nothing goes easy. So, <laughs> so what challenges have you had to overcome over these years? 
Well, you pointed out we're a really diverse organisation in terms of kind of where people are working, what their roles are, what they do. Um, and so one size for us really does not fit all. I mean, technology is a huge barrier. I mean, taking just technology into account, you know, a huge chunk of our workforce, probably about half of them, they, they work in prisons. So we've got people on the wings. There's no internet. There's no smartphones, there's no mobile phones. So the way we communicate, the way we have to interact, you know, that, that's going to be different from the way we work with, say, headquarters, um, the way we gather their insight. We, we, we can't do it in the same um, way as other parts of our organisation. I mean, even surveying people has, has its challenges. Um, so we have to take a different approach I mean, um, to people, say, in headquarters or uh, in our courts. Um, I mean, even then, people in our courts, when you remember about the, the kind of the operational roles that they have, um, their access to different types of tech, kind of their, their, their daily schedules, they're on different systems, there's, there's, there's still challenges there. So we re really have to kind of make sure our approach is, is tailored to fit everybody. And I think that's, uh, if you look over the last like 10 years, engagement software systems have been very much vanilla it has to fit an organization so only just now we're starting to get complex systems that actually can start overcoming some of this so so again it goes back to the fact we've done this for 11 years so it's worked so hats off to you guys it's, um, so how did you develop the network how did you take this further um, and we, we sort of started from, from our insight really starting with what were people's kind of understanding about what engagement and employee experience is all about. You know, people think engagement is the annual people survey or a bake sale, um, but then there's also those actually do get it and actually kind of uh, um, sort of understand it. So we started really with creating a kind of um, compendium of engagement for the champions, which sort of features about 300 hints and tips to actually increase engagement in the department and that was actually sort of linked to, to questions in, in the people survey to start off with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, over time, we've kind of been developing our approach further. Uh, so uh, since we've introduced the network, I mean, the organisation's landscape has changed. I mean, our knowledge over engagement and building good work has changed and developed. I mean, the, the whole kind of engagement world has, has been changing as we're learning more and moving much more around employee experience. Um, so with much more focus on kind of the employee journey and return on employee experience and, and also the way careers are changing too. I mean, people nowadays, they're, they're spending much longer um, time exploring and testing different career options and people are starting to change their careers um, during their working lives. I mean, working lives have got so much longer now. Um, so this has got us kind of looking a lot more deeply to things like the employee life cycle and the different touch points that people um, experience um, during their own careers. Um, and kind of looking at um, employee experience and engagement in this way, like helping us better understand like, the journeys our people go through, and, and it, it, that is helping us inform our, our people programs. So with this kind of shift, we need to ensure our network um, can align with this approach and gain a much greater understanding of the entire employee experience. So we've had to adapt our strategy accordingly. I mean, historically, we have sort of taken a really uh, more of a transactional approach. So we complete an annual survey, 
survey, we do an action plan, this gets then put in a drawer until September, <laughs> when suddenly, oh no, we need to take it out, and we need to just use every did before the next survey uh, in October. Uh, and as an organisation, we're really moving towards gathering more regular feedback by kind of augmenting the people survey with different processes that fit with the different parts of the organisation. As you know, we've said many times, one size does not fit all. Yeah, so we, we connected with our um, around about 200 of our engagement champions this year and um, champions business partners and engagement leads working out uh, across kind of our, our whole organization talking about our our goal about creating more good days at work creating a, a, a good employee experience and we we asked them what, what they think about this we've gained their ideas about how how we how they can improve employee experience on the ground and how kind of thinking embed engagement in everyday actions and learning from them as well about the type of things that they need uh, to equip them in taking a much more transactional approach, kind of away from just kind of action plans in the survey, but really, really embedding behaviours in, in kind of it, their, their everyday interactions with people. Mm. So how we've sort of done this is we've kind of uh, established um, an engagement circle, which is a sort of a collective of engagement champions and leads that are across the MOJ in the different regions, who've got kind of particular expertise and strong track records of kind of in driving engagement uh, for, for, for the organisation. Yeah, so working closely with them um, to test ideas, share ideas, communicate to champions locally, really helping us reach out across boundaries and bring bring that strategy to life. I mean, I mean, what 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 we sort of found, and sort of reaching back to your point earlier, Anthony, about the kind of different systems and engagement tools that are sort of out there, is each champion has actually got sort of different learning needs, and like we said before, you know, one size doesn't fit all. Um, so, with variety and sort of tailoring our offer, uh, is really essential to keep our champions engaged. Um, so it's kind of like buying a McFlurry from McDonald's. You know, the base vanilla ice cream is the same, but you pick the topping to suit your taste. Um, if you don't give them the topping that they want, it doesn't matter that the base is the same, they'll focus on the topping and kind of disengage as it doesn't meet what they wanted or asked for. So to make sure we can equip people in a variety of ways, we've been developing a champion's tool belt, uh, which will feature everything that a champion will need to upskill and carry out their role effectively by choosing the right tool for the job. So far it includes a self-assessment tool, which will enable a champion to assess their current levels of understanding around engagement. Uh, a practitioner's guide, which will help them to raise their capability. Uh, we've also created a series of how-to videos, uh, which demonstrates how to carry out workshops and understanding of our people survey, so they can put this into practice themselves. Having this range of tools in different formats really helps people to pick what they need, depending on their existing capability. So, you know, after all, a master carpenter is going to need and use different tools for creating a bookcase than a guy putting together a flat pack wardrobe in his kid's bedroom. But they both end up with a piece of furniture. And hopefully no blisters. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's analogy city. That one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, we had carpenters in there. We we had uh, tool belts and we had McFlurries. I mean, so I mean, and by the way, Smarty is, is my favourite McFlurry of all oh, time. If you gosh. ever need to do engagement stuff with me, so uh, but it, but it is interesting that you kind of involved it, but you've kept it as kind of groups. So you had the network. The network grew to a thousand people. You went regional with your network to make. It focus on the on the fact 
fact that one size doesn't fit all but now you've got this engagement circle coming together which is almost like a, a knowledge power base to actually then develop it further and then from that you've created and because this is where I think some of the listeners when they give feedback like the podcast it gets to the practical stuff of actually there's the tool belt mm-hmm. we won't talk about the McFlurry again <laughs> um, we get to the, the tool belt where where actually you're starting to give those engagement practitioners things that really really helps them yeah. and I love the concept of the how-to videos and I think you guys starred in them didn't you we did, we did. Yeah. so it's not just podcasts you do you do yeah. radio tv you yeah. do a lot okay um and and as you rightly say finishing on on the, the carpenter analogy is actually what you need is you need something fit for purpose it doesn't matter whether you go as we're throwing in all the brands today it doesn't matter if you go to ikea or you go to a very very posh rich end so you can tell i don't go to the posh one <laughs> um, so but no it's it's fantastic and it's good to see that it's almost coming to come full circle now that there's actually kits available for people yeah, yeah. but taking on this theme of what the listeners usually ask for if you had to or could offer one piece of advice to our listeners about developing their own engagement network mm-hmm. what would you kind of offer out to them I think for me I think you really need to have a full understanding of your organization and appreciate that the approach you might actually need to vary depending upon the audience and 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 their, their levels of experience I mean we've built our tools with the champions for the champions it's not us pushing things out we're very much pulling uh, things from the organization yeah um, yeah I agree with you Karen I think um, the other thing for me is if you're going to set up a network, have a really clear understanding of what you want to achieve through that network, how you want to work together and kind of how you can best use them, how you can best use collective voice. So really aligning it with your strategy, you know, thinking, is it is it um, going to be a support network for sharing best practice? Is it is it really kind of helping um, to build capability on the ground? Is it as a feedback me- mechanism? It could be all of that. Very much for us, it, it kind of, of is. Yeah. all of that it has different strands so really aligning it with, with what you want to achieve with your people fantastic and, and it, I, I know we were talking before we came on about my university had started up doing my masters in org psychology but it, and we're doing change and this really fits in well with that because actually you've got your strategy your strategy started in 2008 but what you've done is you've listened and you've watched you've observed and you've altered your strategy as the needs of your people have changed mm-hmm but it's still the same thing 11 years later. And I think we're so into stopping something and reinventing rather than evolving Mm -hmm. stuff. And I think you guys have done an amazing job here. And I love hearing about what you guys have done at the Ministry of Justice. So thanks very much for, for taking the time out to do the podcast today. Thank you. So, um, thanks everyone else for listening. Um, if you want to hear more about um, engagement and employee experience, do check out the website at www.tapsolutions.com. But that's it for now. Thank you for listening again and join us again soon. Bye.